When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. You've had about five days now to flush away the loss against New England, to flush away your feelings in that game. And what makes it a little bit easier to flush that on down the toilet, what makes it able to go down without having to grab that plunger from out of the the closet, having to do some real work? Got some help. The rest of the AFC, Mm. baby. The rest of this football landscape has done you a big favor if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers and you go from fifth in the AFC playoff picture to eighth after your loss against the Patriots on Thursday night to back to sixth. And you are now log jammed in a whole thick pack of seven and six teams. Browns at eight and five are the team that now holds the number five seed. But that's a big life raft that was just thrown your way. Yeah, huge. Uh, To sit here heading into Indie Week, a week that we have billed for weeks now as a a crucial a must fulcrum win. when it comes to making the playoffs. The the turning point for either team, I don't want to say turning point, but the jumping off point for either team that wins this football game is upon us, and you do it holding, a, you enter that game holding one of the last three wild cards. So Arizona and New England were, you could say, rock bottom as far as this current iteration of the Steelers is concerned, but... The climb back up from rock bottom is not as steep as it could be thanks to the rest of the landscape in the conference. And now you got four games on your schedule to do or die. Mm -hmm. And I know that we were hoping that the Steelers could, for a change this year, not have themselves in a spot where they have to win out or feel like every game is a playoff game in December slash January to get into the playoffs and then maybe have some help uh, along the way as well. You're there now. And I say glass half full, you've done this for like two, three straight years now. So this is this should be pretty familiar to most of that locker room, Definitely. to Coach Tomlin, to everybody. You know, playoffs start now in Indianapolis on Saturday. And I think what everybody is most curious about once this team takes the field Saturday in Indy, what's the effort look like? What does mm. the energy look like at the beginning of the game? Do I think players on this team, you know, purposefully take games lightly and go through the motions? No, I don't. I think they have professional decorum. But the fact of the matter is you have for two weeks in a row now looked like the team that had wanted it less on the football field to start the game. And I don't know who that's an indictment on. Maybe it's not an indictment on anybody, but that's just what was presented to us viewing the Mm -hmm. game. I don't think very, that's unfair very, of us very to say that either. curious to see what happens in Indianapolis, what kind of start they get off to. And if I'm a betting man, and I am a big-time betting you man, are. I would put a lot of eggs in the basket that they're going to come out and, and play like this is this is it. This is a playoff game. Their jobs are on the line. Uh, their season is on the line. 
And I have a feeling we're going to see a, a a much more focused and intense effort from these Pittsburgh Steelers because again, like I said, you know, you can be feeling you you got that 24 hour period where they felt terrible. I'm sure after this loss to New England, compounded with the loss to Arizona. But as they wake up Monday morning, as they go into the facility Tuesday to get ready to prepare for Indianapolis, you're in a playoff spot, and you're playing against a team that is also competing for one of those playoff spots. Uh, I don't want to say this team should feel confidence right now, but you know, try to look ahead and worry about what you can do to get yourself into this playoff picture and stay in this playoff picture as opposed to continue to look towards the past and wonder what went wrong. That happened. It's time now to turn the page, and again, the schedule is tougher. They have made it more difficult on themselves, but maybe that's just the way this team is. Maybe that's when they thrive, when things are made a little bit more difficult for themselves. Uh, You have a great opportunity still to make the playoffs. Will they go out and grab it? Will they go out and run with it? I lean towards yes, but wow, we're going to have to wait and see on Saturday. Wow. I lean towards yes. And I got to know why. I got to tell you what. I even thought after the Patriots game, they're going to beat the Colts. That just, that, that well, that's just, just what they seems do. Seems like that's kind what they thing. do. And then I compounded that with what I saw from the rest of the league yesterday. Yeah. It Sunday. looks like as, as bad as it looks for the Steelers in terms of they don't look like they want to go out and take advantage of their schedule. You're kind of seeing the same thing across the league, right? Like the Colts loss to Jake Browning, uh, the Texans yeah, I'll loss. Give you the Colts and Browning, I mean, the Bengals are still in it. They're part of that seven and six pack. The Texans one is the one that is, is befuddling. To yeah, me. because that's, that, that's, that's a par. bad Jets team. It's on par mm-hmm. with what the Steelers Granted, just did. Granted, CJ Shroud went down. But I'll go around just like around the NFL. Can you go down later in that game, though? He did, it yeah. No, no you're right. You're right. You're right. But I, I go around the NFL, Tom. Don't don't just look at the teams in the playoff hunt. I mean, the Lions lost to the Bears, right? We mentioned the Jags. Exactly. The Jags lose to the Browns and DTR. Uh, I'm sorry, Joe Flacco. Rather, uh, we mentioned the Texans losing to the Jets. The Ravens almost lost at home to the to the Rams. Great game. One of the best it was a walk off punt. It was an unbelievable game. In overtime. Um, the Chiefs at home. I mean, granted, we all we will get to that offsides call. Uh, it just doesn't the seem Dolphins like last night. the Dolphins the last Packers, night. Blew it. The Packers, Packers last fire, night. The Eagles on the road. I mean, you called that one too. But the like, goal of the NFL is to have Team Thirty Two as close to Team Number One as possible. They want parity. They want every team to be able to beat. I everybody. don't think it's Team One and Team Thirty Two are close. But I'm saying that's the goal, and it's always been the case where Team 32 can beat anybody on the on their schedule. Yeah, and it looks like it's it could happen. But I feel like it's happening more and more because I feel like the parity is becoming closer and closer, and it's not necessarily because all these teams are getting closer to average to above average. I think teams are starting to fall back more towards the pack of average to below average. Yeah. I mean, Miami. Look at Miami. Look at Miami, who is a team that we thought was, oh my God, they're scoring seventy points in a given week, and when they're not playing Denver, they could still score forty. And then last night, they they were up fourteen with only a few minutes left, and still three lost the game. Left. Yeah, San Francisco looks like the best team right now. They've had a three game losing streak this season. Right. Dallas looks like the second best team in football right now. They've had games where they've just been trounced. They by got the blown Niners. out they by the Niners. The right. They lost to the Eagles in the link. Right. The Eagles looked like they were untouchable. They've lost to the Jets, and they've gotten Pounds. bombed by yeah. the Niners and the Cowboys in back-to-back, in back-to-back weeks. weeks. Mm-hmm. 
Those are your top three teams, all in the NFC. They all have flaws. The Ravens are your best team in the AFC. Rams took them to the mat. Mm-hmm. Now granted, the Ravens won. But the Ravens, I hate to say this, this hurts me, but this is what the rest of the league saying. Ravens lost to the Steelers. Right. Like the Ravens, it's a bad loss for the, for the Ravens. There are losses on all of these resumes that make you really question even the top four or five teams in the league. That can they really beat anyone. And this just seems to me like a year where... You're seeing these upsets happen, and the Steelers have become a victim of them in the past two weeks, not because the bottom of the league is becoming is closing the gap towards the top of the league. I just think the top of the league has fallen off, and those three teams I mentioned in the NFC are probably your three elite teams right now, but they all have flaws, every single one of them. And yeah, last year you could go to the Eagles and the Chiefs and, and say that they had flaws, but... It just looked like finely, more finely tuned machines than what you're seeing this year. Um, again, the Niners, maybe the Niners just roll like a snowball downhill from the rest of the way here, and and no one touches them, and they're without a doubt the best team in the league. But I saw that three-game losing streak, one of them to the Browns in Cleveland. I mean, some questionable teams on that streak. Mm-hmm. There's not one team right now that you look at and would – Establish as that juggernaut in no. the league, no, no, and then no, that's no. especially. I mean, think of the three teams I'm using as an example to get to that point. They're all NFC. So then you look at the AFC where the Steelers are, and I don't know if there's a bigger thing going in their favor right now than the rest of the league in the landscape of their conference. Yeah, it's certainly. I just we we just talked about the best teams in the league, Tom, the Niners and the Cowboys and the Eagles and the Ravens. But you look at the teams closer to the Steelers. And they're doing the exact same thing. And, and and it's more likely that the Steelers could make it to the playoffs and maybe even win a game because they're not going to end up playing any of those NFC teams we named. They're most likely, I mean, there's a one and four shot. They play the Ravens in the first round. And it looks like they can beat pretty much any other team. It, granted, they already beat the Ravens, but the other division winners, I don't know who it's going to come down to between Miami and Buffalo because now it's only what? It's only... Two games separating those two teams, and they still have to play each other one more time the rest of the year. I don't know who's going to come out on top of the East. Uh, Buffalo get a big favor last night. I mean, so did so did the uh, despite losses the Texans and Colts because the Jaguars also lost. Like they, it wasn't that the Jags ran away. There's only one game separating the Jaguars from the Texans and the Colts. They're they're kicking themselves. I don't know who's going to come out of the AFC South. And then when you look at the West, yes, it's most likely going to be Kansas City, but the Chiefs are, or I'm sorry, the Broncos are only one game behind the Chiefs. So you want to talk about parity. There's your parity. The only division in football or on the AFC side of things to not have second place be one game behind or one game ahead of uh, second place is the AFC North, and that's the Ravens who sit atop at 10-3 and three because they pulled out the win against the Rams when so many teams this week were not able to pull out those wins. The Bengals sit at 7-6. and six. I mean, the Bengals... The Browns sit at 8-5, and five, and the Steelers sit at 7-6, and six, and, the, and the Ravens sit at 10-3. and three. It's the only division in the there AFC. There was a time before all the games went final. The Bills win, for some reason, changed things up with the tiebreakers, but before that... There was a time uh, yesterday or on Sunday when all four AFC North teams were back in the playoff spot. The Bengals had the seventh. Seed. I saw that. Yeah, then you're the right. Bills win created no, you're right. some big like round robin tiebreaker that ended up having the Colts be the seventh seed after uh, the one o'clock games. The Bengals were back in that seventh yeah. spot. So the, all of the AFC North is still alive, unbelievably. 
At the beginning of the year, Bills, Chiefs, Bengals. I mean, that was your big three. Mm-hmm. Bills are hanging on by a thread, although they got a big time push, a big time boost this past week. Dolphins losing and with them winning, and the rest of the AFC losing as well. Uh, the Chiefs. You tell me about the Chiefs. I mean. It is now officially time where we say something is up with them. Yeah, and, and you can't blame an offsides know. call because it was the oh, right was call. call. Or it was a terrible whining after the right, fact yeah. of the call. Right. So blatantly offsides. But the Chiefs, something's up with them. I feel f- comfortable 100% saying that now and, and 100% having my doubts that they're going to be able to fix it come playoff time because this is stretch run time for them. Definitely. And they have not been able to fix it. Uh, and then the Bengals, uh, Joe Burrow has just... That's really deflated their season is his injury. But they're the still of the going. Year, and then his injury now. Yeah, because they're a good team. I yeah. mean, I think that's what's being proven more than anything. And Browning's playing above his head, which helps a lot. But there's mm-hmm. a lot of talent out there. Enough talent to get to seven but your, your point is the Bengals, Chiefs, and Bills are all playing way below yes. what and you thought. Then, like we're talking about the, the Bengals are still going, but they shouldn't have been in position to be the number one overall seed. Especially the fact that they're still alive right now. Yeah. It tells me if he was healthy, they would be rolling. Yeah. But then on top of those three teams not really taking it and running with it like we thought at the beginning of the year, no one has really risen up to take that spot. I guess Baltimore is the Baltimore only one. Baltimore is the only one that's still winning, winning, winning. we're in such a unique position here because we don't fear the Ravens like maybe the rest of the league does. And I know this is a long shot for the – because right now it's focused on getting into the playoffs. Now the whole can they win a playoff game thing, That's that we'll get to that if they do get to the playoffs. But you got to get to the playoffs now if you're the Steelers. But still, with that teams that you fear right now in the AFC, none of those original big three are really fearful. And then the one that people will probably throw at you in Baltimore, eh, beat them already. And and you know what? I would take the Ravens over maybe even the Chiefs in their current state just because of the familiarity that we have with that team and our success against Lamar Jackson and Tomlin's success against Harbaugh and all of the above. So... Yeah, the Ravens are probably, you know, on, on Denver Nation Radio and Buffalo Nation Radio and Kansas City Nation Radio. Baltimore's probably being held as the undisputed number one. They're the scariest team in the AFC. They look the best. And I agree with that. They do look the best. And they're number one in the AFC, yeah. schedule or record-wise, and I think, you know, just eye-test-wise. But here on Steelers Nation Radio, you don't really have that same sense of, oh, man, they're the Death Star. Oh, they're the Chiefs mm-hmm. of the past couple years where you go into M&T Bank Stadium and <laughs> good luck even keeping it within 10 points. You don't have that here. I mean, Kenny Pickett's best games As of his career so have like, been against Baltimore, right? So the best team is Baltimore. You don't fear them here in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. All the other teams are gettable. Again, you have put yourself into a Pretty decent hole by losing these past two games. It's not as big as it could be, thanks to some other incompetence around the league. Getting to the playoffs is, of course, a big deal, or is the number one focus right now for the Steelers. And it is a big deal every year you make the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. But you look around and you just say, like, you can't assume that the Colts are going to get to 10 wins. You can't assume that, you know, the Texans are going to get to 10 wins. You can't even assume that the Ravens will hold on to the number one seed or that the Dolphins will for sure win the AFC East. So these assumptions, and we fell into this trap two weeks ago, assuming the Steelers were going to be 9-4 and four, as we sat here to do this podcast today. Mm-hmm. More than ever, these assumptions have to just be thrown out. Yeah. I, I assumed that the Colts were going to head into this game on Saturday with a better record than the Steelers. Jake Browning and the Bengals not only beat them, they put the whooping on them. So now they're 7-6 and six, just like the Pittsburgh Steelers are. 
it's such a wide open race. And I understand that you're still frustrated and you, you got your fist clenched like the Arthur meme right mm-hmm. now <laughs> because your team just lost back-to-back weeks to two mm-hmm. and ten teams. But the dust has settled. You're looking at the indie Week. You're in a playoff spot. The rest of the AFC is in chaos and, and aren't consistent either. You can really do this thing. I know how tough it is down yeah. the stretch, and three and one is probably the the minimum that you have to go to get in. Even then, you might be subject to some tiebreakers at ten and seven since everybody's all log jammed up. But I think it's doable to go three and one. A, I also think it's likely that you're going to get some help that you need around the league because everybody just can't. Seemed no one else in the race seems to be able to have that finisher, that finishing touch, that ability to, you know, make things easy on themselves. I mean, Houston was about to take a stranglehold on things, thanks to the Steelers' upset loss to the Patriots, and they lose to the Jets, like you mentioned. So, mm-hmm. the landscape is absolutely in the Steelers' favor right now uh, around the AFC. And again, confidence is a is a tricky word right now when you look at the state of your team and how they're playing. But I do feel pretty decent about the rest of the leagues. Uh, I do feel pretty decent that the rest of the league, there's not going to be two teams that just take this thing and run away with it. It's going to be tight right down to the week 18 for all these for these two wild card spots. Yeah, most likely, Tom. And my fear though is, does it matter? Because right now all these teams have been playing each other, losing to. Uh, like seven and six teams have been losing to other seven and six teams. But my fear about the Steelers is that these back to back losses to a two and 10 Cardinal team and a two and 10 Patriots team, it's that, that, that rings different well, it, than, than Jacksonville losing on the road to Cleveland and Joe Flacco. It rings, or I'm sorry, to, uh, yeah, to, um, uh, Cleveland and Joe Flacco. It rings different from the Colts losing on the road to Cincinnati and Jake Browning. My my fear is that the Steelers have all these teams have had bad losses for sure. And we you pointed out the Cowboys who did lose to Arizona earlier this year, similar to the Steelers. But I think the Steelers hold two of the worst losses by any team this year. And I'm looking at things glass half full here. I'm trying to, to drum up the optimism, you know, look at things in the next four game stretch and, and where you're at and your position to make a playoff spot and do what's necessary in these four games to get into the playoffs. But you're absolutely right. The fact is, they should be comfortably in the five seed right now. They should be looking at the chaos that is the seven and six logjam of the AFC, mm-hmm. and they should be comfortably two games away from that. So it is ignorant to not point out the missed opportunity because it wasn't a big time missed opportunity. Yeah. Again, when put up with the rest of the AFC and their shortcomings this past week, you. You have fallen into just a total chaotic mess where teams 6 through like 11 have the same exact record in the league where if you just take care of business against two of the worst teams in the league, you're you're comfortable in your playoff spot. And two-game lead in a wild-card spot this late into the season, it's like having a marathon's, a marathon's worth length of a lead on the rest of the team. So... No doubt about it. It was a huge missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. But you also have to acknowledge that you missed the opportunity and you didn't get buried as deeply as you could have. And I think that's 
That's yeah, obviously got to be the mindset for the but, team moving forward. But isn't that because you're putting it, your fate in other teams' hand, and that's something that where you been, Mike, baby? This is what we do yeah, for the past couple but, of years. But isn't that what you don't want to do? You don't want to do it ever, and you had yeah. a chance not to this year. Right. And right. you blew it. Despite, you know, a big shakeup with the offensive coordinator and, and Kenny Pickett not having the progress you would have liked to see him have in the second season, you still had that chance. He was sitting at 9-4 and four somehow. I know. And you... and. Maybe maybe it's a it's a bigger factor. Maybe the bigger takeaway shouldn't be look how much parity in the league is. You can you can stay with it against any team. Maybe the bigger takeaway is are you really deserving of it? Because you had this opportunity and you showed so, not signs of progression but regression. And even though you are in this position, you really shouldn't feel that good about it because you could have been in a much better spot than you are right now. And I know he hasn't been playing great this year, and we've been very critical of him on this podcast, but you are having to do this now all without your starting quarterback. Right. Now, now, now you know, the, the narrative around the season has been all about Kenny Pickett and Matt Canada. And now, now you can't even talk about either of them, right? Neither in the equation. Now it's and, and my last point on this podcast is, the Steelers are confident in Mitch Trubisky. Tomlin keeps giving him votes of confidence. He says in his postgame he never had a consideration of going to Mason. The fan base wants Mason Rudolph. Clearly. The fan base is chanting for Mason Rudolph. In and the it's stadium. so ironic. It is ironic. Do you think there is a potential for a change to be made if Mitch is playing very poorly in this game against Indianapolis? Or is this simply Mitch's job um, until Kenny is, is able to heal from his tightrope surgery? Sounds like it's... It's hard to predict with this team, to be honest. You know what? I don't. I I think it is Mitch's job. I, yeah, I think that's, what you're that's going where with. I was going. Yeah, and I don't know if I would change quarterbacks. I, Tommy, I mean, that's we've what Tomlin said. Mason. It's so late into the season, well, and we've seen them. Yeah, and they've seen right. them, and they know what they're doing in that facility. Right. They they know if Ma- if Mason was truly deserving of reps to save their season, you don't think they'd throw him in to save their season? Already. They would. Yeah, already he would have had that chance. Their loyalty is to Kenny. They're loyal to all their players, but their loyalty is to Kenny. Just because they're not going to Mitch doesn't mean they're super loyal to him. They're they're not afraid to pull Mitch out and ruin his confidence. A, you shouldn't ruin the confidence of a guy who's a veteran now and been in the league forever and should know by now he's a backup moving forward. Mm -hmm. This is part of the territory. But this isn't a matter of, you know, do I bench my future quarterback and then potentially risk this rocky road moving forward because of that move? No. Uh, Kenny's your guy. So mm-hmm. there's no loyalty, overwhelming loyalty to Mitch Trubisky at quarterback. I think if if they've really, really felt that the best chance to win these games were in Mason's hands, they'd make the switch. And if at halftime in Indianapolis they feel that way, I bet they'll make the switch. For all those fans chanting it out there, though, I just don't think they're ever going to feel that way. Because I just don't think they truly believe in any way Mason can bring anything to the table more than Mitch and and more than Kenny for that matter. Yeah, I'm with you. I just it's all about loyalty on this team. Clearly, that's that's a, a tenant of this team, and they don't have that with Mitch, and they don't own Mitch that either. Which is why it seems proven that Mason would have been given his shot already, because there really is nothing to be owed to Mitch at this point. If Mason if the team felt like Mason legitimately gave them a better shot, he would have had that shot by now. We're going to play a little mm-hmm or uh-uh in the next episode because there is a pack of seven and six yeah. teams, but only remember two. Remember when we played this game a couple weeks ago? I do. I remember everything. It's a little different now. But two teams from that seven and six pack, only two, 
can make it into this playoff picture. So this mm-hmm or uh-uh. We're gonna we we two can't be very mm-hmm. liberal Just with two it, can we? Mm-hmm. Okay. So only two mm-hmms up for grabs for those two playoff spots. So we'll get into that. We'll also talk about some concussion problems with Mr. TJ Watt. That's all on the way next on the Steelers Standard.